and welcome to Game Point Podcast, Episode 2. I'm your host, Cody. I'm with Elijah here. And we're excited for the NBA to be back. Last night was the first games of the playoffs. Uh, Elijah, how'd you like it? Um, it was very exciting. I mean, all games were amazing. I think almost every single game was pretty good. Um, now, nah, yeah, it's a lot of talk about, man. It was, it was too much. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, so, the way, if you haven't listened before, this is the way we do this is we break uh, the podcast down into four quarters and then we do a game point. So, basically, our four quarters are going to basically talk about each game individually. And then our game point, we'll, we're going to be giving our top five players of the night last night. So, uh, Elijah, do you want to start off with the uh, Nuggets and Jazz? Or do you want me to go? No, I can start off. That's fine. Uh, um, I mean, that game went into overtime itself. So, you already know that game was a, a pretty good game. Um, I was kind of I, – I watched the whole game from the start to the finish. Um, I just want to give props to Mitchell. Um, he did his best he can, scoring 57 points. Um, you know, he needs more help. I, I think Rudy Gobert should have helped him out more. And obviously some players, you know, some of shots. But other than that, I mean, that game was pretty good. Jamal Murray did his thing at the end. Um, the Joker did have a game-winning shot, but he missed it. So it was pretty good. You know, I love overtime games. But I, I think um, the Nuggets are a shock contender. But, I mean, this is, this is going to be a good – a good playoff series, and I think they'd be very underrated for like, you know, viewers watching this game. Um, man, I don't, I don't. This game is 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 too much for me, man. Um, but what do you think, Cody? Would you, um, would you so, do you like Mitch's performance right there? So I was at work during the game, so I had to catch the highlights and like kind of the recaps of the game itself. I think the Nuggets are my pick to win the finals. If you've heard them the last podcast, so. Um, I like that overall the whole team was getting points. So they were all contributing as a collective unit other than the Jazz. The Jazz were really a one-man show, if you think about it. Um, but I am worried about the Nuggets' defense to an extent. That like, I don't, Jokic is a great defender, but like other than him, I don't think they have much. They're a run-and-gun type team, so it makes me nervous going forward. Because the Jazz can definitely put up a fight in this series, and I could see this series easily going to seven games. Um, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell was a star, and he proved it last night. He just needs – there needs to be more than him doing anything. Rui Gobert is an all-star. He has to act like an all-star. He did not play like an all-star in the last game, if, from my opinion. So I'm excited to see what this series – moves along, and I can see this easily going to seven games. Easily going to seven games. I mean, uh, if, if it goes less than that, it maybe, like you said, you pick the Nuggets, and the Nuggets will probably get in game six. But, I mean, Mitchell got a chip over his shoulder, and, I mean, I'm sure the locker room heard all of that after the game. So, I'm sure next game they're going to step it up. And we are currently um, broadcasting this on Tuesday. I think it's August. 18th or 16th? Let me just no. check the date real quick. It's the 18th. So, actually, right when we we're podcasting this, is the uh, Bucks game is going on. Orlando is winning 24-21. So, just for an update on when we're recording this, we will have an episode tomorrow discussing the four games playing tonight. Um, so, any other thoughts about the Jazz and Nuggets other than going to overtime? The 
Nuggets need a little, the, the Jazz need a little more help on their team. Any other thoughts on that game? I mean, besides, I mean, like you said, besides the defense, I mean, I they they need more scores in the in, in the offense for the Jazz. I mean, that's that's probably the only takeaway. I feel like if somebody else stepped up and they, you know, they they kind of. If Gobert was a defensive player, he is, and you know, hold down the post. I think it'd be a, a different way around. I think the Jazz would come up with the dub. I probably will see that on Game Two, um, but other than that, I mean, I think every player that I expected to see ball out, balled out. If that makes sense, instead of Gobert and stuff like that. But Murray did his thing. The Joker did his thing, um, and Porter Jr. I mean, nobody talks about him, but I mean, yeah. he kind of did his thing. He was five for thirteen, but he still got you know. 13 points, 8 rebounds. I mean, it's not a lot for him. He's still injured, but still. It's a good, it was a good you game. Think, do you think the Jazz really got hurt by the absence of Mike Conley? Um, yes. Why? See, because he he, could, he he moves the ball around. He he gets the ball to where it needs to be instead of Mitchell doing a one-man show. Kind of just, you know, I have to score. If the ball is not in my hands, we're not going to score. So I feel like if Mike was there, I think, the whole offense will have more of a balance, and I think for a good thing. What do you think? I also think that Mike Connolly is also, like you said, another ball handler that can carry the ball up the court so Donovan doesn't have as much pressure on him. But I feel like, I don't know, Mike Connolly takes a lot more shots than would be in Donovan Mitchell's hands. It's it's hard to say if he would make those shots, but I just think he also adds an extra uh, emphasis on defense because he's a pretty decent defender. So that would take a lot of pressure off Mitchell not having to score 57 points and being being more of a team game than just Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell all day long. So I do think he is, he is being missed in the series. This series mostly because of all the nugget scoring that they can do and on the any any part of the floor. So, yeah, I do think he is missed. But I want to just touch, before we end this segment, I do want to touch on Jamal Murray, how – much of a clutch shooter he is. Jamal Murray is a problem. He will be a problem in this whole playoffs. Mark my words, Jamal Murray could easily and when I say the Nuggets are making the finals, I have Jamal Murray as an NBA finals MVP if the Nuggets make there. That's how important he is to that team. I mean, that's I don't know, man. I think think Mike Conley is there. I think everything could change around, but who knows? I mean, but other than that, I mean, it was a good game. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. That's all you can think of, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's just nice to have basketball back, playoff basketball, which is another level onto itself. Definitely. Right, so, yeah, so that was the the Nuggets are victorious over the Jazz in the first game. They lead one nothing. Now we're going to move on to the next game that was yesterday, which is the Raptors and the Nets. Whew. You want to take it? Um. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. I can take this. Um. The Raptors and the Nets. I mean, if you saw the first half or even the first quarter, you you kind of the Raptors was controlling the ball. I mean, they were controlling the game. I always knew the Nets were gonna come back, and they they you know they they did they did a thing, but I think Van Fleet kind of pushed them more. If that makes sense, he just kept scoring. Um. Kyle Lowry did his thing in the first quarter. I think the Nets, instead of, like, coming back in the second half, I think they should start early. You know what I'm saying? If they start early, scored early, I know I know LaVert was missing shots. Uh, um, it was just 
it was just I think they didn't have enough energy in the beginning. If that makes sense, I think they went in with a different mentality. They were shooting twenty threes. They weren't missing them. Um, I don't know if you know going down low with Siakam or you know Baka down there. I don't know if they were scared to just get some posters up there. I think they need more of that. Um, I mean, Allen has to step up. Um, he I, he did some good shots on him, man. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I think the Raptors are going to be in control of the series. I don't really see the Nets kind of bouncing back. Maybe winning a couple or so, but. Other than that, I think um, Van Fleet was, you know, the player for me to watch who impressed me because I did not expect that to happen. But he is also inconsistent. So I feel like next game or even the game after, I don't think he's going to be performing what he did there. I think he scored well, about almost over 30 points, right? Something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, he had 30 points, yep. So, I mean, besides that, I mean, obviously they won by what, 24 points, 110 to 134. Uh, but... Timothy on the freaking on um, the Nets wise man. I know he's a shooting guard, six seven, but man, he was he he came out of nowhere, lights out. I mean, I saw him playing and he was just a regular, you know, bench player. He came up and kind of helped the Nets came back up. Um, but I mean, that's my take on it. I mean, I think the Raptors are gonna control this. I think this is basically a Nets underdog kind of thing. I think the I mean the Raptors are gonna control it. I think the Nets are gonna be very underdog. Um, I think they're gonna control the whole thing. Like we talked about in the last podcast, if Kyrie or Katie was there. Will this change this? It probably will. Um, you know, I told you before, I don't think Kyrie and KD will mesh, but you do have two talented players. Um, but other than that, they don't have them. So I think they're going to exit early in this playoff. What do you think? Um, so the Nets kind of made me mad with the sense that they were taking way too many shots and missing way too many Especially shots. the three-point. Um Garrett Temple did not show up yesterday when they needed him to show up. One for ten. Um, and then I feel like they relied so much on the three ball that by the time that they were trying to make their comeback and actually trying to make shots, it was way too late. Um, I can see the Raptors sweeping them, honestly. Uh, I know that's a lot. That's really early to say, to say that much. But, like, if you look at the game, like, the Raptors controlled the game for, I would say, 85% of the time. It was, um, I think the third yeah, the quarter just, was more of kind of with Nets coming back. Well, than that, I think, yeah, the Raptors control the whole game. <laughs> yeah, but they never got too close. So it's like, oh my God, the Nets are actually going to do this. Um, Fred Van Vliet was on fire. Kyle Lowry is, it doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. Um, he is a pit bull defensively. He is, um, Siakam. All those guys, they put in, uh, tons of effort. And I just think the Nets were overmatched in the series, in this game at least. The Nets need to focus more on driving to the paint, getting the easy buckets instead of going for three. I know three is more worth more than two, but if you keep constantly missing, missing, and missing threes, you have to change up your game plan and adjust. And I just don't think the Nets did that. I don't think they – I don't want to say – I don't think they tried. They obviously tried. I just think they – Said, hey, we're gonna shoot threes all game. If it doesn't work, oh well. Um, so once yeah, they were missing all those threes, it was they were trailing, and then they're like, okay, let's keep shooting threes. It's the only way we're gonna get back in the game. <laughs> and it's yeah, I I just didn't like what I seen from the Nets yesterday. When I watched them against the Trailblazers in the last uh, regular season game, I thought I seen so much more than what I thought it was. But I mean. You never know. It was just game one, but it doesn't look good for the Nets right now. The funny part is, dude, the freaking the Nets had a better field goal percentage than the, the, the Raptors, but 
the Raptors had a better three-point percentage, and that's basically what carried them. I think that three-point shot was the reason why. I feel like maybe – do you think if the Nets stayed low ball and kept scoring post shots, do you think it would be a closer game, or do you think you know the Raptors still in control of it? My only thing is the Raptors are bigger than the, the Nets, I, I'm assuming. Like, usually when I see the Raptors, Raptors are more feisty on the board, the more aggressive, I'd say. But I feel like if the the Nets work more on the swing game and getting quick looks, quick, like, 15-foot jumpers, it would have been a much more competitive game. And they could have honestly won because they have, they have aggressive players, but they just didn't have an aggressive game plan going into the game. Yeah, same here. Um, damn. Let's see. Um, yeah, anything else on the Nets, or do you want to go move on to the Celtics? No, you can move on to the next one. All right, so Celtics 76ers. Celtics beat the 76ers 109-101, but it could have cost them Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward went down late in the fourth quarter with an ankle sprain. I don't think we have an update on him yet, but... As soon as we do, we'll we will post our Instagram and Twitter, Game Point Pod One. So follow those for any updates. We tweet all the time. We put Instagram polls up, posts. So what did you think about the Celtics seventy sixers game? He's disappeared. So I'll go first. Um, so I think the Celtics and seventy sixers was probably the. Um, the closest game out of all of them. Um, it felt like back and forth the whole time. But you didn't really know who was going to win until that last second. So it was very, it was very a very close game. Um, I think the Seventy Sixers made a big mistake by not going to Joel Embiid more. Um, Joel Embiid was the dominant in the first quarter. He had uh, let me see. I believe he had 11 points, which was ridiculous in the first quarter. And then he finished with 26 points, which is – he only had 15 points the rest of the game. So I don't think Joel um, B really played to his full potential. Um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were lights out. Um, Jason Tatum was a star. We all know that. We all know he, they tried anything they could stop Jason Tatum. They couldn't. But I feel like the 76ers need something else from their their other guys. They need something from Tobias Harris. They need something from any other guy other than Joel Embiid because giving the ball to Joel Embiid in the post only works for so long, as we've seen in the game. It worked for about the first quarter, and then they adjusted, and then we had no idea what to do. So... Basically, I think Brett Brown needs to adjust more going into the game, next game, which is Wednesday. I just think he needs to, to find different techniques and tricks to beat the Celtics team because giving the ball to Joel Embiid it can only do so much for them, and they can only go so far. So if I had to predict the end of the series, uh, it'd probably be a 4-1. It's not a sweep because I just don't think Joel Embiid has a stamina, and he got fatigued very quickly on in the second quarter. You could tell when he only touched the ball twice. So 
Yeah, the Celtics look like they're going to outmatch the 76ers in the series unless the 76ers can adjust and change things up. So I'm very, as a Celtics fan, obviously, I'm very excited to see that the Celtics play good last night. But if I was a 76ers fan or a person that's rooting for the 76ers to win the series, I would feel much more nervous to um, for the rest of the series. Because if you are relying solely on Joel Embiid to carry you to a victory, I, I don't think in this day and age, in this NBA season, you can rely on a big man center to carry you into a game just because... There's so much running up the court that they're going to get tired. They're going to get fatigued. And Joel Embiid, with all his antics about eating eating pregame and stuff like that, it's just very it's very uh, scary to um, rely on Joel Embiid to um, carry you to a victory. But on the Celtic, on the Celtic side, um, I was very impressed with their overall defense. Because they were very, um, they were very feisty to say the least. So 